you. I think the club format should take place because it's it's uh, it's a pyramid scheme. Well, not pyramid scheme. I don't know pyramid about pyramid scheme. scheme. Okay. Hi everyone. It's the Sport Galation podcast. We are back this week and we've got uh, we've got some fun. It's, you know, we're still locked up in, in quarantine and we're still watching all the sport, all the sport. And if you can see behind Anton, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you, you won't understand if you're listening to this on Spotify. We've got a we've got a topic regarding teams. What is it exactly? Well, we're here to talk about the franchise model that American sports leagues use versus the club model that that the soccer leagues use and whether or not it might work out we'll see but introductions first of course i am yusuf rashid i am pars and i'm anton that's the only time we've ever gotten it right and i swear to god that's the only time we will ever get it right welcome yeah, the to the outro will, will just... <laughs> we'll just fuck it up after that welcome to the sport collation podcast uh how do we how do we get this started anton would you yes so uh i had this idea floating around in my head for a while thinking of like well you know what the uh, English Premier League, they use a system of promotion and relegation, um, whereas in all most of the leagues in North America um, and Australia um, and other parts of the world, they use a uh, more franchise centralized model where it is, um, you know, the, the one league, like let's say for the NHL um, or the NBA, you know, the NBA will have their... Uh, the central NBA, and then they will um, allow uh, different owners to um, either expand, whether like, you know, they decide that they want to expand to different uh, territories, uh, different cities, um, or they can, uh, other people can purchase it. But the point is that like, it's like a central thing. um, And, you know, there's, there's sharing of, of revenue between the, the teams. There's also like, excuse me, more of like a lottery system, whereas like, the uh, Premier League uh, system uh, and the promotion and relegation system is totally different where it's like um, more club format uh, where it's like each individual club, they come together kind of like a cooperative, uh, kind of like other cooperative companies. If you, you know, like uh, uh, I guess uh, Desjardins is a, is a cooperative company or I think Ocean Spray is also a cooperative company. Um, it's just like a bunch of like cranberry farmers who pull the resources together. Um, but in this case, it's a bunch of sports clubs, uh, a bunch of football clubs pulling um, their, uh, uh, you know, competing against each other. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, if they're at the bottom of uh, at the end of the season, at the bottom, like four of, of the league, then they get demoted down to the second tier. And then the uh, people at the, the, the second tier, the top people at the second tier get booted, um, uh, promoted up to the first tier um and i want to know like why don't we have more of that in north america and why don't they have more of that uh the other system like why is it the way it is is what kind of what i'm asking yeah i mean um it's it's a really good dynamic we're gonna kind of break it down for you guys here in the show so uh starting off with the with the european model um if you guys are not aware most of the most of the the teams there um they're actually doing their whole development and their whole finding the players, finding the coaches, all voluntarily. Like, they don't have a draft system. And I think that's one thing that people are not really aware of. They think that when they watch EPL 
and all those leagues up in Europe that they think that they're drafted or whatever. Like even look at Luka Doncic, he had to walk on. He was he got the the chance to walk on to numerous other teams and prove himself to be at the age of 16 playing in the top echelon of basketball in Europe. And then from there, um, getting scouted and drafted. So it's a lot different from the American model. The American model, you're, you're in a draft system. So you already know that your skills and talents are all individualized. And another part about it is that the European system, you can actually be discriminated against uh, because it's all country-based. So for example, in Portugal, um, there is a voluntary system of about 70,000 coaches. So a lot of these coaches are unpaid, drafting, sorry, a lot of these coaches are unpaid, uh, finding players, scouting on their own, and bringing people who are part of their community, a part of their, their echelon, part of their friend group, and developing them to be pro footballers. Some of them take it very seriously and, you know, do amazing things. And some of them, you know, it's, it's through, you know, a lot of grit and a lot of push. So it depends. It's not necessarily like the American system. Um, the American system, and just going to use basketball here as a reference, by the age of seven or eight, you're already enrolled into a bunch of programs for your parents. You guys are paying money out of your pocket, but you're part of the development scheme. But that development is not for you to be part of their team. That development is for you to get a scholarship to a Division One, Division Two school. So, you know, that kid who's growing up in, let's just say, like Los Angeles, the plan is that he's going to be so good at basketball that he's going to get souped up by UCLA, by Arizona, by Gonzaga, by someone. Duke, Butler, UNC, God Doesn't knows. really matter. Michigan. And they're playing all these AU tournaments voluntarily, meanwhile, right? These guys are just paying their money out of pocket in America, just voluntarily, you know, part of the AU squad with the chance to go. And then guys like Jason Tatum, who did through that, gone through that whole thing, made the AU squad, now gets a free ride to Duke. Now the purpose is not for him to stay at Duke. Remember, it's all individualized. There's no such thing as team. It's I want my kid in the NBA. That's the only focus. So he's going to go to Duke for one year, only one, and just showcase your talents. Don't get injured. Don't do anything stupid. You get, you go into, you, if you do well enough, you get, um, you know, you can be prompted up into the draft or the NBA literally has you on a, literally tracks your stuff and teams are interested because they want to put you into this group. And then you get forced into another bracket, which is now the NBA now, where now you're a rookie, you're getting paid now. So the entire time you weren't getting paid, now you're starting to get paid, but now you're part of a literal organization now. And then you're, as an individual, you no longer have the rights to leave and go as you please. Right. Because now you're part of a team. So if they want to trade you or waive you, it's up for the owner. So not even the owner, general manager who talks to the owner about it to make that decision. You are no longer an entity on your own. Like you are, but you're just you're, you're basically a product. You're like a you're like a cog in the machine as like a, a player, which is a lot different from the European model. So you can see how that kind of uh, meshes in to break down the European model for you guys. Um, it's really, really much national based. So if you're a Spaniard or you're an English person or whatever, we can take the EPL as an example. If you're born in like, you know, the southern part of England or whatever, right? Or just for argument's sake, you're, you're born near Everton. Most likely your entire football career is going to be based on you, you know, making friends with coaches, doing going through the whole development process, but all through Everton. Because that's where you're from. That's where your community is. That's where you know you're going to get the most pull. You could get, you know, some nods here and there to go to different places. We all know about Neymar's story, how he was playing, you know, through Brazil, but also got some nods and stuff once he made it to the upper echelon of Los Santos to then move on to Juventus and then now Barcelona and things like that. So you kind of have to go through that, that echelon. You go through all those, 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 those uh, peewee leagues, uh, you know, 
triple A, double A. I don't know the, the equivalent of it in, in, in England, but you get through all that. Then you get into, like you said, Premier League three, maybe. And then if your team does really well, Premier League two, and now you're starting to get noticed and you may start to get paid there. But most of your development is with one organization. So if you're born in Everton, most likely you're going to do all things with Everton versus in America, I'm an individual. And the goal is just to make it to the show. Yeah, no, I was about to say, uh, going off like what you were talking about with Neymar, because I know like Messi spent like what his entire life, never mind career, but his entire life has been with Barcelona. Yeah. Right? And like yeah. he's an Argentinian born and raised, but when yeah. he got that chance, he took over it. there. Go. No. Look at how he never left, right? Look at how yeah, these the guys never uh, left. I mean, not everybody has a career like Ronaldo where you can just go no. wherever you please. Well, the other thing, the thing is what bothers me with, with the Ronaldo thing, and I think this sort of goes off to what you were talking about earlier with, um, like, talking about, like, Jason Tatum, for example, right, when you're talking about, like, potentially giving up a player, trading a player, right? In the American leagues, we have, you know, the system of you would get something back in return, right, or cash or whatever. See famous trades from, you know, past years, like Gretzky, for example, you get $15 million in cash in return, plus players and picks and whatnot. But what I've noticed with the soccer leagues with the club format is it's not really much of a like trade system more than it is. What do they call it? The transfer system, right? Yeah. So in a sense, you can either borrow, like you can even rent players. Yeah. You can it's rent crazy. players. I know that. Cause like Juventus paid like a hundred million Euro for Ronaldo. Yeah. And you yeah. know how Christian Bale got loaned out or even um, actually. You mean, you mean let's, Gareth let's, Bale? Yeah. Gareth, let's turn not, not Batman. Back. We're not talking. I about remember Batman. this situation that happened. I remember when they actually had Drogba rented out and then there was a whole thing about how if we rent him out to an African team, then I don't want him playing in the World Cup. So they had to denounce the rental. Is it because he'd be playing for the... Wait, did he get Drogba? Because, uh, yeah, India dropped... So he was playing for Chelsea, right? Yeah. There was a point in time where it was like, I want to go play for my home team in the Ivory Coast and actually you know, participate in the World Cup right. at the time and maybe even leave Chelsea and go play for a club team. But if he goes and play for a club team in Africa, right, with Chelsea still having the rights, yeah, they were gonna not allow him to go play in the World Cup. So it's like, wouldn't whoa. wouldn't he be playing for the French national team though? No, he's not French. Is he? Not? I thought he was French. No, Oops. he's not French. Oops, Ivory Coast. So it's like it's like it's like that. Crazy. But the 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 power that these clubs have over players, where it's, I mean, it's kind of similar to America. But the thing is, that player kind of has more of an incentive because he can choose to take it or not take it. Right? Right. Okay. That makes sense. I, I don't know. It's always interesting because I feel like when you talk about whether or not a, when, like whether or not you want to go into like the relegation side of things, like if you want to go club format rather than like, obviously you have to look at like the players as well as like whether or not they want to do that. You also have to look at teams themselves because you look at, you know, sports now it's a billion dollar business, right? These, these teams ain't cheap, you know? And for the most part, this is something uh, a friend of mine brought up. Uh, Mark, who's been on the show before uh, when we were talking about uh, football rosters, but he brought this up to me recently about how with baseball, right? Because there's no salary cap Uh, owners. If you've got bigger pockets, then you have more success and you don't want your team to go down. If you're in a rebuilding phase and your team's at the bottom of the barrel, what do you do? Just get more money to throw it in. Do you get relegated to something else? Like what if we, you know, what if, what if baseball decided to do that? Well, this is where I want to do do it. Anton, I mean, I I mean they do with... have like like a parachute um, button yeah. to make sure yeah, that you don't right. like completely don't just, just die, die and go bankrupt. Yeah. But why I bring it up is I find it so strange that in in the United States, uh, the these 
arbiters uh, and like very strong people who love capitalism they're they're not taking the <laughs> club format no think about it like the club yeah. format is is like you're based on quote unquote, i guess you can kind of say that you're based on merit right like the the more points that you have the more um the prouder uh, you feel you, you, yeah the more wins that you get the more points that you are again yeah. uh the higher up you go um and there like there's like consequences if you don't then you can get bumped down into another uh, another tier another league whereas like in the american model um it's it's like you when you uh when you lose and you're at the bottom you know like you get good draft picks for the next lottery and then also you get yeah like detroit uh i didn't want i didn't want to bring it up but i guess every every podcast we got to bring up detroit um, well and the then thing. i really agree with you and that yeah and so like sorry it just uh like no, 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 no. Carry on, yeah, yeah yeah so what i was saying was just like the 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 ability to um have your team just like have that um i guess like you know it, it makes it similar to like cap american capitalism like that club format and america loves capitalism but they they don't seem to do it with their own sports it's basically just a monopoly um and so i, I don't know uh sorry yeah parse yeah, I, I'm finished uh, well, my I was, thought. You I was can agreeing with you. I think the club format should take place because it's it's uh, it's a pyramid scheme. Well, not pyramid scheme. I don't know pyramid about pyramid scheme. scheme. Okay, um, you're not, you're not trying to get you to refer three friends. <laughs> Look, pyramid if you system. just give me $5,000 right now, I'll make sure you make millions by the end of it, okay? It's simple. So um, in, in American sports, I don't know if you, you – it feels a little like an echelon something that you can't really get into unless it's like some special club. It feels like Ivory League because it's such a closed system. There's only 30 teams and they're all based in cities. And there's only a number, there's only a number of people that can participate in it and actually grow in it, right? So it's like, um, it's a closed system, which makes it hard for anybody, any Joe to get into versus in the Europe, you could be an owner of some, you know, low end tier team in the Premier League. Yeah, you'd be like with a dream of making it into the yeah. There's yeah one one story I really enjoy is um uh, uh Wimbledon uh Wimbley Wombleys um the Huda Wada Wibbleware's yeah Wimbledon <laughs> yeah FC I think the they were the uh UFC no FC Wimbledon yes I think that's the the team FC Wimbledon um they're like. <laughs> third tier English football right now, but previously um, they had lost their, uh, their, like a new owner came in sometime in uh, early 2000s, I think, or the nineties or something like that. Um, the owner re- relocated their team to another part of uh, just like way too far. And the fans were upset. So they started their own team um, just like fans, uh, you know, held their own, um, you know, held their own tryouts and everything. Um, and it was like, community sponsored thing and then they started at i think the ninth tier english football and then every year they just went up and up and up until they got to the third tier english football and so like that ability to like you know the three of us i mean we wouldn't be good at basketball because <laughs> like <laughs> we're like these short guys <laughs> all under five feet but if we wanted to we could we technically have that opportunity Right, and so I, I think that's kind of yeah. Like uh, we, could, that, yeah. we could literally sit down together, and and purchase a team, become an owner of a team, and then scout our own guys, scout our players to play, and see what happens. 
to the point where you do make it to the upper echelon of it. And and that type of idea, and then also on top of that, right? You know how, like you said, the two people, two lower teams, they they bounce out, yeah, and two upper. That that's good publicity for when you're looking to get sponsors. You think uh, you think if we did a relegation system, the Toronto Maple Leafs would have gotten their shit together by now? Oh, without a doubt, because the problem, the, the thing about sports in, in over there in Europe is know. that if you are trash, most of the time you're not just taking flack from just like people who are fans. You're taking flack from. Like, everyone everyone well, i don't and know about the leafs because like the Leafs, like they get into the playoffs and then they suck like they're they fine that's true. in that the regular true. season yeah. if we want to talk we gotta talk about ottawa we gotta talk about buffalo buffalo and of course yeah we gotta talk don't, about Timberwolves. don't worry don't worry we're coming they're of coming course back. motor city we gotta talk about motor city they're coming back they're coming back they're coming back i mean Sorry, Paris, go ahead yeah imagine like if you in the states right you you could be a a, a terrible team and still make you know good revenue, still bring in seats, still get the funding you need as a non-for-profit organization through the NBA. You still do all of that stuff, even get, potentially get the bailouts too. Versus in Europe, it's not like that. Once you once you crumble, you're done. Wait, but you're not not for profit. You're no, you're you're the NBA organization itself is not for profit, I believe. And then every other yeah. franchise is. No, profitable. I'm pretty sure NBA is for profit when they, they when they started. Okay, yeah, I it think NHL. NHL is is still still not for profit. Not I think profit. the NFL is still not for profit as well. I think they might have changed. I don't remember because the thing is like to be a not for profit, there's like a, a lot more bureaucracy involved. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so and the NFL is just, the NFL just didn't so. want that, and I think that's yeah. why the NBA went the profit route. Yeah, but regardless, regardless, yeah, I think like the the club format is it prevent presents like a very interesting idea, um, unless you as the entrepreneur. Are the person who wanted to start a league like you wanted to start um you know the the premier lacrosse league. actually you know that's not a good example that's a totally different thing um like the american ultimate disc league or the yeah like you know these, these kind of like fringe sports mm-hmm. um where you want to be the person who starts this league you know you want to be the gary bettman you want to be um the adam silver you yeah. um as well as being the founder right um and and then getting all that money, so I guess there's like uh, uh, there's ambition behind wanting to be that, but I think I think it's just you you get a lot more interesting sports behind um, possibilities of uh, the promotion relegation system, or at least yeah. maybe like have one like I, I don't know if there's enough demand to have two competing leagues, you know, like previously when they had the nba and the aba like battling mm. it out so i don't know if you'll be able to have like a franchise uh, a franchise league and a club league i don't know if that's that's possible like, yeah financially well, see ahead. that's the that's the difficult thing is like when you think about like say say that say the nhl for example right uh if we set up the relegation system in the nhl bottom two teams okay by buffalo and ottawa you're going where are you going though uh to the american hockey league you're gonna have grown men the Ottawa Senators and whatever's left of the Buffalo Sabres by that point playing in the AHL. And then would you just say, okay, top teams in the AHL move up? No, does that make sense? No, because the, there's still minor the league affiliates, is, right? But the th- then the thing is like the whole, like it would, it would just have to be like rebuilt from the ground up, like a whole Pretty new much, yeah. thing. You'd have to like because, destroy like, it. And just, yeah. Because like yeah. Uh, Buffalo and Ottawa, they like, they got good gra- draft picks, but we're, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the club format, you wouldn't necessarily have that unless someone, like a sponsor just comes in and just puts like a fat paycheck and they're like, yeah, great. We got a bag. 
we're gonna we're gonna secure a couple of good players. Like that's the only way that you're gonna have that. Whereas in the NHL or the NBA, then you would you would need that like draft lottery system to hopefully mm-hmm. get the to uh, to hopefully get better draft picks and be good. Unless again, you're the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, although like <laughs> yeah, I mean like Ottawa is yeah. just not that good. Like every time they get good players, they're just like let's screw this up. Yeah, let's, <laughs> we'll find a way. Um. So in, in the European, what you actually find is that you actually find higher competition because the amount of people who would have been regulated, like in American sports to just be outcast, um, they now would get an opportunity to play for different club teams and become part of those franchises and still get paid. So I, I get what you're saying with the ABA and, 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 you know, multiple leagues. Or If we did it with baseball, you have an NL and an AL, but if there was like separate, separate, it might make the, the play even more competitive. But same time, It'd just be so confusing. You'd have to whole, revamp the whole system. But another thing, this is, I think, why America should do it, is because there's been a lot of talk of globalizing the NBA, making it, you know, across many different continents. Like and a like worldwide that. league? Ma- making the, I mean, the NFL is trying to run games in London for a while because they know there's a fan base out there and they want to go ahead and tap into that. Obviously, for more revenue. By making it a club format, it makes it a lot easier to tap into those things. Yeah, I think that's because, like, when you look at Concacaf, uh, what which, which one of these logos, Concacaf, right there, uh, Concacaf, uh, which is the Canadian, no, the Central uh, and North America, uh, Central America and North America uh, Football Association or Association, whatever you know what I'm trying to say. Um, almost got football, it. but yeah, like it, it, it's it's, yeah. it's basically you like, you know, when like the uh, English Premier League and the Bundesliga and like all the mm. European leagues get together, it's. It's our version of UEFA um, for this part of the world. Um, like the way that happens is also like kind of like promotion and relegation. Um, and so I guess like club format allows for that more. And you look at, you know, IHF, I believe yeah, the, that's also. The IHF, yeah. yeah. Isn't that also like promotion and relegation just like based on merit? of? Uh, that's for mainly the international stuff, like yeah. for actual international tournaments. But y- yes, sort of. Yeah. So I think, oh. I think, um, Club format allows for uh, more flexibility um, uh, in, in terms of uh, allowing new teams and, and new audiences to come in. Um, but I do understand that there is a benefit. Like we don't want, the, I don't want this whole thing to be just like harking down on uh, like, you know, bashing the, no, uh, the, the, the other model of the franchise model, because, you know, af- after all, like I, I forgot about like the whole, you know, training, training people up um, no. like the, the G league, generally is is a pretty good thing um you know like the the development model although like you know minor league for baseball like they they got to pay them a little bit more (laughs) let's let's be honest but um yeah i think you know having that um because you're a company and not like multiple different things it it does kind of make it easier because every all the resources are pulled into one place yeah um but yeah, I think I yeah I agree with Pars uh, uh, when you say that um, when you say that it does allow for um, being able to reach out to different uh, countries, <laughs> different cities, and stuff like that. I think that'd be great, and you know, like um, esports is already doing that. So yeah, <laughs> yep. it's you know it's it's weird to think about because like when you talk about um, how you know young athletes like when they're like at a very young age, not like, like, you know, like near teenage years, right. 
they're working with like these organizations from like literally the ground, like the ground up, like they start there in like their junior days or like you call it their junior days. And then they work their way up to like, they're on the main roster of that team, like Messi and Barcelona, uh, Neymar and you get the idea. Right. But <clears throat> the other thing I realized too, is I think it only, it only works that way. And it works well because soccer itself is such an accessible and easy sport to like really get into because for example, like, you know, in Canada, right. This is something that was brought up on the Steve Dangle podcast a few days ago is <clears throat> Canada has always been for the most part dominant in international hockey, especially at the Olympics, as we know. Right. Uh, but as they had mentioned, it would probably be only a few more years until that's not the case because now you have countries like the U S that are really upping their like developmental system to really help out later on, which I feel like would be interesting if say, you know, the NHL, yeah, let's use let's use hockey in this case, right? The NHL decided to do that. So say you had a young player that was growing up like here or something, right? And at the age of, I don't know, seven, eight, they were starting to work with like a junior development pro, uh, program that like the Maple Leafs had. And then they'd work their way up to become eventually a Maple Leaf. Would that have the same effect? I'm not entirely sure as it does in soccer. Because it's it's really like the other thing too is hockey is very hard to get into because it's it costs a lot of money, so that's one thing I I think about. Plus, just like from the perspective of revenue, would that be profitable enough for teams here to be doing a system like that? Yeah, so when it comes to hockey, that's a that's a big animal, right? Yeah, like hockey's a huge like demon by itself, but like it's not a not an easy accessible sport. No. So um I mean the idea it, potentially this is what I see. If it was possible, let's just throw the monetary part problem out. So there's no money involved. You would develop a maple leaf team of diehard players who will love the franchise because of the opportunity it gave them and because they grew up in the city. So you would have some of the most, I mean, hard, hard on your sleeve, diving on the boards, diving for loose pucks, playing every check. You'd have such an incentive to play for your, your team like that. And it, and it brings it back to like the school dynamic, right? There are some kids out there who would play for a high school because they, they grew up in that system and loved it. And, some would even travel, you know, upwards of an hour to go to a specific high school because of they have a great academic program or because they have a great football team. That dynamic. So my money aside, you have a developmental system for Toronto Maple Leafs where you're growing kids to become Maple Leafs or, you know, worst case scenario, minor, minor Maple Leafs. You'd have such an incredible amount of talent, especially coming out of Canada when it comes to hockey who would be loyal to the fan base regardless of, of money you wouldn't and then from there the owners should be able to you'd have to lift the cap tremendously like there probably shouldn't even be a cap you just play players based on their skill and that way they're getting paid to play at the money that they want to as well as having fun so if you were to lift it without a money problem it'd be, it'd be tremendous you'd, you'd see so much success maybe these probably have like 13 standing cups but the money problem is is where it kind of kills me. And the labor laws, because labor laws are different in Canada than they are in the US, right? So when you're looking at professional sports, the labor laws, um, I don't I haven't gone to it extensively, but if you look into it, you're gonna find that one of the key problems is that you have these guys and you're paying them a salary 
but what happens if they're injured based on like a freak accident versus getting injured out on the road? Let's say they get into a car crash. How does the payouts happen that way? How do payouts happen if they go into rehab, if they, you know, smoking weed, all that kind of stuff? Because then you can get into some pretty itchy stuff where like you can either void contracts where you don't have to waive them. They're just off the team and you don't have to do, you have to, you don't have to care. Or it's like you have to trade them and, and all this kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys remember the J.R. Smith situation, but suspensions and all that kind of stuff, it gets, it gets really messy. And then, you know, because an owner, sorry, because a team has a right to play because of the fact that they got traded to them, it becomes their responsibility. But then sometimes other teams have to pay the rest of the salary off. It can get really messy as to who's paying what. Well, whereas like, you know, with soccer, from what I hear, if a soccer, like if a football player or like a, any of those stars get in like any financial or legal trouble, that's on them. Exactly. That's not on the club. That's on them. Exactly. Yeah. And we talked about the Arizona situation on this show before, where mm-hmm. because he wasn't part of the team yet, like they didn't have to te- necessarily take up his draft rights. They were able to kind of just sweep that situation under the rug and just not draft him. Because if you think about it, if they had drafted him and they, he's officially an Arizona Coyote, the amount of PR they would have to do to explain their actions on him would have been tremendous. Oh, it would have been horrible. Right, we can think of a, a number of players. Who yeah. I can think of Patty Kane when he had that um that uh, sexual assault. assault case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like how detrimental it was to the Blackhawks organization, to their to their image, because they're already fighting a battle when it comes to their name, and now they got to fight another battle saying one of your players is a sexual assaulter. Like, how do yeah. you have him on the team? Trade him, get rid of him, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's a very interesting situation because like when you look at how how teams operate in like the club format versus how they operate here in the franchise format In the franchise format, you know, that your player is a valuable asset. And if anything happens to them, it goes on to you. So, you know, if you, if your player gets involved in any scandal, any kind of debt, you know, whatever it might be, right. That PR is going to you. However, the thing I've always noticed with like, at least with professional football, because soccer, I mean, like club, club soccer is, Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo owes like hundreds of millions of dollars to the Spanish government in taxes. That's not our problem. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's an individual system out there, but yeah. it, it worked. And um, the other, the other thing too, though, that's that's why I'm surprised that yeah, United States, the world of capitalism, like <laughs> the the country that loves capitalism, like loves capitalism. I'm not saying whether one system is like necess- inherently better than the other. You know, like as we discussed, they both have their pros and cons, but like just. I find it funny how they're like, like, you know, like you guys love, you guys love it in your economic system. I don't know why you guys might, don't as, well, do might as well do it here. I, I think, know. I think the other thing too is, uh, I don't know the answer to this parse. I, you might know the answer to this. Let's find out. Do you know if the EPL and those football leagues are under a revenue sharing agreement or across league? Uh, I haven't done any revenue. I haven't done any uh, research on it. I would, I would, if I had to guess, there's probably a deal, but it's not as black and white as you'd see it as mainly because the owner and everything that's going to be handled and they're all playing in one league. So they're obviously going to be sharing some form. Yeah. There's prize money and other things goes between that. That's why you, that's why you want to be top four because the prize money and also getting into other leagues is so important because you're going to need that Mm -hmm. for when you go against, go after the other ones. But will it be plain and white out there? Right. Not really, because again, no, Man United is yeah. not Chelsea. So, like, they, they do, um, like, I mentioned that, like, 
when someone gets uh, relegated, they do get like a little bit of a the parachute fund or whatever, like to right. make sure they yeah, don't yeah. crash and burn. So they do have like some central sharing. Okay. Um, but it isn't like, um, as opposed to, um, you know, like McDonald's mm-hmm. uh, and like the franchise model, they, uh, yeah. like one central company and then they franchise that have their franchises. Yeah. Well, so- Whereas this one, it's just like a bunch of people coming together <clears throat> as like a cooperative. So in this case, it's like, it's it's more like um, uh, it's more like Brockhampton, uh, yeah. <laughs> or it's like a collective of of people. Um, whereas uh, while they're still their individual artists, they they like come together mm-hmm. um, to like form this super group. Um, uh, and they do like you know if if someone's kind of slacking, they'll help each other out. But they they do want to keep it a little bit more like hey, if I'm contributing more, then I should get more. You know that sort of thing. Sure. Um, sure. So I think that's how they're going about it. Okay, because it, it always interests me to see how, like, with, you know, English football teams, there's, like, some of the teams that have, like, the billionaire owners, where they have, like, solid players, and they're normally, like, top four, I guess, in, in their standings, but that's because the owners are, like, dishing out all that money they can, and those teams survive because they can, and the lower teams get punished because, well, they're bad, you know, but you look at, like, like with the NHL, for example, right, and they, because they use the whole revenue sharing thing, in that, like, for example, like for the Florida Panthers, they're not, no, no one that, well, at least not until it's this a mid, It's a mid team, right? It's a, they're, they're like a mid market team, right? Yeah, they're mid market team. The, Pan- the Panthers are very much a mid market team, but the only reason they've survived this long, even though they've been mismanaged, was because they were in a division with very profitable teams the Bruins, the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, so revenue sharing across the board keeps them up there. But to see, like, to see what would happen if, you know, the NHL decided, or like even the NFL decided to, well, actually, if any league, oh, what am I saying? Detroit would be last in all of them. Uh, <laughs> I hate my life. Anyways, uh, you know, to see what would happen if the revenue sharing uh, format didn't exist with the major leagues to see, you know, teams getting either sent down or off for a year or whatever, or like some kind of like penalty associated to them because they finished last. But also that's why they have the draft system, right? It's not just you're poaching players from other teams. You're actually hoping to get good draft picks in the end and bu- hopefully build your team back up. Hmm. Anything else from you two? Not for me. I was just like, I just <laughs> thought that this would be I mean, a fun conversation to have. This has been a, no, this is, definitely, a this is definitely a fun conversation. Yeah. It's, yeah. Al- it's, it's always interesting to think about it, right? Because like, like I said in the beginning of this episode, sports is very much like a billionaire's game now. Like, you know, they're like the team that owns the Seattle Kraken dished out like what was it like six hundred eighty million dollars for the franchising fee alone? And then yeah, it's like money. that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot that of zeros. Check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but it just it just goes to show now that like you know these owners aren't playing around when it comes to like putting a team together. Then again, you have Ottawa and then the Buffalo Sabers. So there is that. I have I have talked too much trash about Buffalo today. Oh well. But, you know, even with, like, not, not so much NHL owners, but, like, uh, what? And some NFL owners, and I know some baseball owners, do also own teams that play in the English Premier League and everything, right? And you can tell, like, they're actually spending their – like, they're using their money wisely in order to make sure their clubs succeed and stay profitable <clears throat> and do well. Because at least with club format, from what I figured out, is if your team – if you spend good money on your team, you have a good team. I mean, that would make sense, doesn't it? That would correlate, right? Baseball, I feel like it's the same thing. If you spend good money on your team, 
you have a good team unless you're the Yankees apparently. And even though they spent a ton of money and they're doing, that's just luck. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, just wondering the thought of like a new sports league in America or like a, just a complete re just the reconstruction of an entire league here to like go into a club format and see what that would look like. I would like, per, like personally, I would love to see how that works. I think if you were to open it up, like make it instead of having it as a closed system the way it is now, 30, 32 teams, you know, all that and the whole regulations thing, if you were to open it up so that, you know, any millionaire or anybody, I mean, any millionaire can own a team. And then now you have all these people who, Hey, I know you, you know, you you don't have a job unemployment rate, whatever. Now you can, you know, if, I mean, let's say, let's say you love sports so much that, Hey, this is a, this is a job for you. Come play for this team, for this new team, you know, and if you're good enough, maybe you can move us up through the ranks and it, it might change a, a lot of things, um, maybe for the positive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really I, I just, I just wanted to hear what your guys' thoughts are on it. Obviously uh, I don't know how much is going to change the Probably North American system will generally be the same and yeah. the European system will generally be the same. Um, but the idea of like the NBA expanding, I, I think that's something that you could see um, like using uh, maybe not like within the NBA North American, uh, you know, like the, the, the 30 teams that we have now, yeah. um, maybe not that, but like maybe have the, you know, like basically CONCACAF. Yeah. But for, or, or like with rugby, right. Now we have the Toronto Wolfpack and they play yeah. in the English league and the yeah. Irish leagues. Now they play in the super league because they, they got promoted out of uh, the original league they were in. So there was that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean like my final thoughts, we're just going to final thoughts is yeah. um yeah uh very interesting to see why america is not doing this uh even though they seem to love capitalism but i guess they like monopolies more <laughs> than <laughs> than competition no yeah. I'm kidding um i you know there's pros and cons for each i just would like would have liked to see that just as like a thought experiment kind of um mm. so yeah if you're listening it's just this was just a fun thing to talk this was, about this was fun yeah. i think the other thing too i think about is like the way fans react to their teams obviously you know and if you had a system where you know we went to relegation and your your favorite team or like the team you like cheer for gets you know relegated down to like a, a inferior like a tier two league right like how does that make your how does it make your fan base feel now granted obviously, obviously it doesn't feel great but i mean no. like neither does being in the bottom at least yeah. at least in yeah. the other least, one you're like depends at your who top you are. of tier two yeah you know exactly it's like oh you're the top of this tier it's like yeah but we we could be in the upper tier but we're not because we're bad it's like uh you know I don't know. It's it's really weird to think about, um, but it's one of those things where I would love to like one day sit down again, maybe in a while, to, like have this conversation again and see like if we could figure out in a, a way. Now we are we are no way experts in any of this at all. Uh, we are just three guys that like talking about stuff. But 
it'd be fun to like sort of look into this and, and figure out like a potential model that could actually work for like the NFL, for example, or like even I feel like baseball would probably be the guinea pig, the guinea pig, pig league pig. for it. I feel like baseball would be it. I don't know why, I feel but like I feel like kind baseball of, would be it. I feel like they're kind of too conservative to want to do that. I don't know. Yeah. You, you think they would because it's like it's still run by like a bunch of old guys. That's and like true. there's not as many new I think like the first person like the first person first league that I see doing this is uh this is the NBA because they're just mm-hmm. very they're very forward new. thinking they're very, on a lot yeah, of things. Exactly. They're very forward and, thinking. And they're willing to take risks and experiment with things. Yeah. And they're growing and they're popular with the young kids. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I see it going to be the NBA. But that, those are my sorry. Nope. I said my final thoughts already. Yeah, yeah you're good. We're we're all good here. Uh my final thoughts. Mm-hmm. This has been a fun discussion. I wish we could do longer. I, I feel like we could do longer, but you know, we're only down to 45 minutes here. Uh, now, like, you know, the whole, like, I, I barely understand the club format stuff to begin with. Cause I just don't follow like uh league, like club soccer. I just only follow international, but you know, it sort of makes me think a little more of like, Oh, I wonder what would happen if, you know, the NFL, the NHL went to like relegation, you know, like, I wonder what would happen if like in MLB, if a team like, cause you know how like with rebuilds and everything, right? Like you could win a championship and then all of a sudden you have to blow the team up cause he spent too much money and need to recoup that money exactly. somehow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, imagine like, like the Dodgers, for example, say in like three or four years time when their dynasty is over. Right. Right. And they just blow the whole team up and then just get bottom of the barrel. Yeah. 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 And then like, if there's a relegation system, it's like, it's, it, it would be wild to think about like, wow, like only six years ago, the Dodgers won like, a world series or two maybe in the next couple of years and now right. they're bottom of the barrel right i like look, look look at the san francisco giants in the 2010s yeah three three world series wins and they were bottom of the heap by the by like a year after their third win so it's, it's just really interesting for me to think about like oh okay yeah parse yeah final thoughts i mean um both systems have their pro and cons right like if you're if you are somebody who loves competition and and just love seeing like really high terms of like um, skill level and things like that. Definitely the club system is pretty cool. I mean, you're talking about teams that some teams are fighting for their, their EPL lives, you know, and some teams are fighting for the chance to, to go into the champions league and then other things like that. Um, that's, that's a big thing. But then on the other end, right. Those same teams are always up there because they have the money to do so. And it gets kind of boring that way versus in the American system. Yeah. You could win the championship, maybe even multiple championships, but at some point that luxury tax does catch up to you. At some point you do have to, you know, revamp and reorganize. Yeah, some teams are tax, good at it. Some teams are not. The tax is going to catch up. up. The salary cap gotta, in the yeah, NHL. Cause they still have a hard cap system, right? That's going to catch up to you. The Blackhawks yeah. are a really good example. This allows you to no. re recirculate. The, the, the fame and the, the glory that comes with the sports that have not just one or, or six different teams always have a chance to win it. Right. Yeah. We always here in North, North America, if your team is in the, it's in the, it's in like, you know, first pick or whatever case may be, you're actually kind of happy. Cause it's like, okay, I know what kind of mode we're in right now, which means I don't have to pay that much attention, which means, you know, I, I can, I can, I want them to lose so that they at least they get a, a super team. That way yeah. we can, if I if I have to take pain for three years for us to win have a possibility of winning a chip for the next seven, I take it. Mm-hmm. If it's a yeah. ten year deal, right? It's it's more a future investment thing. Because I feel and like with soccer, it's very much a win now situation. 
for a lot of that's where i want to kind of leave my final thoughts as is that you know it doesn't i mean both both have their their pros and cons but honestly um it kind of depends and both systems i mean i think the fact that we have a variety like this in in our human you know scope is a really cool thing and a really cool dynamic and uh it's important yeah um i'm just going to quickly look this up as we finish off but just to talk about this because i know we just finished this off with like talking about parody and whatnot, basically. But okay, so let's see. Uh, let's go back ten years. So one, two, uh, one, two, three, four. So okay, so you one, two, three, four, five, five. Got it. Okay. So I just quickly looked this up in the English Premier League in the last ten years. There have only been five different teams that won the English Premier title, right? Uh, it was Man U, Man City, Chelsea, Leicester. I remember that year. That year was really weird. And Liverpool. And Liverpool, right? yeah. So only five different teams have won championships. So that's why. That's how why many teams I... are in the EPL? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, if you're a if you're a Sunderland fan, it's like, yeah, man, it's like we're 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 mid tier. We're always gonna be mid tier. Yeah, right? exactly. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, I, I had read a stat. This is where this is where we'll end, I guess. But even though we already did final thoughts, I should have brought this up earlier. Ah, damn it, darn. Um, you know, I was reading up a stat about like the number of like different champions we had in the NHL and in the NBA and whatnot in the last ten years. Like in the NHL, I can name it off the top of my head right now. It was uh, what was it? Twenty ten. Okay, it was Chicago, Boston, L.A., uh, St. Louis. Pittsburgh, oh, Pittsburgh. Oh God! Right, the back-to-back years. Washington. Washington. Yeah, and then you had Washington, and now I'm you have missing. Tampa yeah, and now Tampa. Right, that's seven. That's like okay. six different teams. Right six there. or seven different teams in the NBA with you know the 2010s to the t- to 2020. You yeah, had the Heat, confusing. the Warriors. You had the Warriors. You got Miami. The Mavericks. Yeah, Heat, Mavericks. Warriors, uh, the Mavericks. You had Cleveland one year, and then the Raptors. And you had the Spurs. And you had the Spurs 2014. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, no, wait, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 2020 would be the Lakers again, and then the year before, yeah, but the Lakers didn't win since 2209, right? So, right, yeah, yeah, you can Um, see what I mean. Like, yeah, you can see that there's actually like parody in like you know, teams that do win in the like in the American franchise format because of the draft system and yeah, draft system and just like the more spending of money and not the very much like. You know, if you're this tier, you're this tier. Like, if you're in the middle of your division, you're, you're kind of stuck there, right? I mean, like, we're looking, we're seeing that. I mean, granted, this year is weird because everything is weird. Like, yeah. Florida is like top two in the central division right now, right? For hockey, right? For, hockey. for hockey, yeah. It was just like, like, okay, weird. Um, you know, we actually get to see that parody here, whereas with the English Premier League, we don't. Nonetheless, this is something that you know someone could come up with later on in life, like figure out a way to, you know, have an American sports franchise or an American sports league be under a club system. Or bridge the two. That would be interesting. We don't have time for that. Um, although I would like to talk about this more again, like on, a, on another day, a part, a, a two-parter, if you would, potentially, uh, maybe next time. But with that being said, this has been the Sport Collision Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Breaker, Google Play, uh, tune in YouTube and eventually iTunes at some point, but be sure to check us out on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We, we got all our episodes, most of our episodes there, including some other dumb stuff. I'm going to be posting up there in the next uh, month or so. 
we have a Facebook page, uh, Sport Relation. Check it out. Like it. We put all of, all of the updates there. And uh, for this week, as usual, I am Yusuf. I am Parth. And I'm Anton. And we didn't screw that up. Thank you very much.